This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week we are celebrating a pair of Maine State Championships for the track and field program. Both the women and the men took home the title. The women's basketball team picked up a NASCAC win, and the men's squash team finished fourth at the NASCAC Championships, with the sophomore recording a signature win against the two-time defending national champions. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The women's track and field team won its sixth consecutive Maine State Championship on Friday, outscoring runner-up Bowden by six points. The Bobcats won eight events overall, and sophomore Amanda Kaufman delivered big-time performances in the 200-meter dash and the 60-meter hurdles. Kaufman won the 200 meters with a time of 26.42 seconds, and she took second in the hurdles with a time of 9.11 seconds. And Amanda Kaufman is our female Bobcat of the week. Female Bobcat of the Week, Amanda Kaufman with us here on the Bobcast. And Amanda, first of all, Main State meet this past weekend. Tell us about the events you participated in and how'd they go. All right, so this weekend I was in four events. I was in long jump, high jump, hurdles, and then the 200. Um, so I actually hadn't run an open 200 since my like high school year, um, or my sophomore year of high school, um, outside, never inside. So I was a little like, mm, we'll see how that goes. But um, as for hurdles, um, went really well. I had a pretty off day on my field events, so I felt a little uh, bad about that. Um, I knew the, the team really needed points um, as we were the underdogs coming into the meet. Um, so I guess I used that kind of sadness and disappointment of the field events to really just push myself on the track, especially the 200 that ended up being my last event. So I really just wanted to like leave everything out there on the track and score as many points as I could for the Bobcats. So the field events came first, yes. and then you used that you know, motivation, and you, and you won the 200, right? I did. So uh, yes. how'd that feel, you know, crossing that finish line? <laughs> so it actually was a weird circumstance um, because I had never run a college 200 inside. Um, the seating and um, heats kind of ended up that I was in the second to last heat, which is not the fast heat. So I knew that going into it. So I kind of knew it was going to be me against myself. Um, so I really just like pushed myself and was as aggressive as I could. Um, and then it was super exciting. I actually got to see Coach Kurt's reaction um, when the fast heat went and they put the times up and we realized that I had won. And that is something that I'll never forget. He was so excited and that was really, really awesome to see because I knew like we really needed the points. So I was really glad to, uh, to do that and get that done. Awesome. So people might be thinking, wow, four events, that's a lot. But you're a multi-sport athlete. You do the pentathlon here. How'd that develop? Um, so it kind of started um, my junior year of high school. It was kind of a very last-minute decision my um, outdoor season. Um, I really just decided to give it a try. Um, so the first ever multi-event I did was the heptathlon, which is the outdoor um, event. And it really just was kind of we put it together and whatever happened, happened. Um, and then I really, really just loved it. Um, I just love the idea of kind of dabbling in all the different track events. So again, going into my senior year, I was like, well, I really want to do it again, but actually kind of spend some time perfecting the more specific events. So I started working um, more with jumps and more throws. And then when I got to college, same thing. I wanted to just keep it going. Um, one thing I really love about 
the way it works at Bates is I get to kind of practice with everyone, the throwers, the jumpers, of course the sprinters who I normally practice with, and then sometimes, if I'm lucky enough, with the distance girls or some 800 workouts, which is not my favorite, but it's awesome to get that experience. It's got to be so challenging because a lot of people get to focus on like one event, you know, throwers are throwers, whereas you have to do everything. How do you manage that? Um, I think it just, like I said before, I really enjoy kind of knowing a little bit about everything. So. Um, I especially I went to the men's meet actually um, and so I helped with like filming and I love just listening to hearing what the coaches have to say and kind of knowing a little bit what to tell my teammates if they ask me hey Amanda like how did that like long jump look or um, anything like that so yeah I think I just really love knowing a lot about track and I like to be busy so my weeks <laughs> at practice are super busy there's really no off days when you're a multi um, when the sprinters have an off day, the multis are having a jump day or something like that. But um, yeah, it's awesome. This year we actually have two first-year guy multis who are twins, so that's been awesome to have that addition. Um, and then of course Brendan Donahue, who is of course an incredible athlete. So it's awesome just having this little community on the team. The team was underdogs coming yes. in, which sounds weird because you were five-time defending state champion. So what was that kind of like going in? Yeah, so I really appreciated Coach Jay kind of telling us, you know, we have a streak, but it is going to end eventually. So if this is the year, so be it. Um, so I kind of liked going in with that, like, okay, let's just see what we can do. Let's see what we can do as a team, um, knowing that we had graduated a lot of our big point scores. So that was one of my favorite, favorite memories is kind of when things didn't go as well, like my field of lads didn't go as well. A lot of first years kind of stepped up and took um, the points that some of the upperclassmen were supposed to score. So it was awesome to see just like, an absurd team effort and then to come out on top at Bowdoin was awesome. That was very close. At what point did you realize the team had won? Oh my gosh, so I think um, probably in the very last event of the day, which was the 4x8 relay, um, I think probably by about the second or third leg we realized that even if we didn't win the relay we had enough points to still win even if it was by one or two points. Um, but oh my goodness, it was so, everyone was Stress isn't necessarily the right word. It was more just like we were really excited and just wanted to support our teammates. I know um, the entire team was just lined up on the track, just yelling, screaming at everyone who was running. But yeah, it was a great, great experience. And speaking of you know the team, who were some of your teammates who, who you were really impressed with watching them participate? Oh my gosh, that's so hard because like I said, um, yeah. it was such a team effort. I know specifically Lauren Baruby, a first year, um, ended up scoring big points in the long jump um, and ended up making the finals and actually finished where I was seated to um, finish. So that was great. Um, I think keeping along the lines of the first years, um, we have a really strong freshman class this year. So I think seeing all the first years kind of blossom in a way yeah. and just show off like their strengths was awesome. Um, and then of course, Katie Hughes, one of our beloved captains, had a really great PR. I think in the weight, don't quote me on that, but um, yeah, it was just like awesome. Um, I know Katie, uh, at the end of the meet, when she was uh, done throwing, was one of the more nervous people yeah. <laughs> and definitely um, fostered the, the cheering environment. Tell us about your background as a sophomore. How do you decide Bates was a place for you to, when you were looking at schools back in high school? Um, so I think to this day, one of my biggest regrets is Bates technically was my second choice. <laughs> um, and I know, shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> but um, I think the thing that set Bates apart from all the other schools I was looking at, especially other NESCAC schools, was the 
people. And I remember every visit that I had here, um, every person that I met just genuinely wanted to get to know you and wanted to support you and your interests. So I think like that was a super big thing for me was just the community environment of you can pursue what you want and support your peers and they support you. So I think that that's what came down to it. And then of course, um, the track team was very strong, which was something that was important to me. So. Yeah. When did you start running track? Um, my freshman year of high school was the first time I'd ever run track. Um, I did cross country in middle school okay. and I really didn't like the distance running. Um, actually, my freshman year, my first year of track, they really were pushing me to be a distance runner because I was tall and lanky and they're like, oh, you'll be a good distance runner. And I kept pushing. I was like, no, I really want to try sprinting. And then I don't even remember how I got into hurdles. I think it was something along the lines of one day I just kind of tried it. They were like, oh, we're going to do some hurdles. And then I tried it and was hooked initially. So yeah, just like definitely had to stick up for myself and uh, yeah, so it's worked out pretty well so far. Awesome. So any goals you have for the you know kind of the rest of the season going forward? Um, I mean, we have D3s, New England's coming up. So I know we want to just keep bettering the marks that we've uh, established so far. Um, then I guess that's when we're starting to think about NCAAs, um, which is obviously always on everyone's mind. Um, yeah, so we potentially might have some relays that are looking good. Um, I would just love to see the team to keep getting better. Um, and myself, I'd love to keep getting faster and faster. I'm pretty close to breaking nine right now in the 60 hurdles, which would be a huge accomplishment. That was one of my big goals coming into the season. So I'd love to see that happen and just see, see what happens from there. All right, Amanda Coffin, Female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks Thank so much. Thank you. Half the women's team emerged victorious on Friday. The men's track and field team won the state title as well on Saturday, bringing the trophy home to Lewiston for the fifth time in the last seven years. Bates won nine events en route to scoring 211 points, outdistancing runner-up Bowden by 41. John Rex won both the weight throw and the shot put, continuing his strong start to his sophomore season. Rex's distance of 59 feet 9.5 inches in the weight throw is a new personal record, and it surpasses nine-time All-American Sean Enos's personal record from when he was a sophomore. And with that, John Rex is our male Bobcat of the Week. Last year, the Maine State meet, Bowden won it. This year, Bates did. How cool was that to get that trophy back to Lewiston? It was, it was very, very cool. Um... You know, I, I was saying um, a lot on Saturday that nothing bothers me more than losing to Bowdoin. And it was just so nice to, to, to get the W and just to have everyone come together and come together as a team. And, yeah, everyone, everyone performed really well, and we, uh, we took the W, which was awesome. Throughout the meet, do you get the sense that you guys were in really good shape in terms of the standings and whatnot? You know, it's, like, it's hard to tell because yeah. um, of the way the events are stacked. Um, so, like, we could be in the lead by 40 points, but that also means that maybe we're just putting, like, maybe just all of our high-scoring events have already happened. So, you know, it was definitely nerve-wracking throughout the meet. Just, like, I kept going around checking what the score was. Like, you know, it was, it was a really important meet, so I was... I was very concerned about the the score. You know, this is the meet where we just want to get the points in. Like, it's obviously great to have personal bests and and always do your best. But this meet, the main focus was just beating Bowden because, you know, it's it's been too too long since the last time we beat them. So in the weight throw, you did set a PR and you actually surpassed Sean Enos' PR when he was a sophomore. 
Um, obviously, it seems to be on the right track, I would say, in terms of your development in that event. So wh what's been going right for you? I've just been focusing a lot on just getting a little bit better every day. Coach Fresh always says, especially this week, he was saying it a lot, you know, like 1% better every week. If I can do something 1% better each day, like, then I'm getting better. And if I just try to do something different than I did the day before, then, you know, it's not, it doesn't necessarily guarantee success. It doesn't guarantee that I'll throw farther. But, um, you know, the path to success isn't linear. And, like, I, I'm a firm believer in the fact that sometimes you do need to get worse in order to get better. And it's just a constant progression. I mean, whether, whether that be a PR one week and an awful throw the next week, it's... It's all part of the learning process, and I'm just, I just really, I, I really, really enjoy the sport, and I see that as the reason as to why I'm finding success. And I think that with anything, you'll only find success if you truly, truly enjoy what you do. We talked last time, and you said that shot put was your weakest event, but you won the main state title, so that must be pretty satisfying, right? Uh, yeah, so I, I did have a really rough season in shot put last year, both indoor and outdoor. Um, but, you know, after my outdoor season ended last year, I just made it a, you know, I, I, I really like the shot put, and um, I made it a personal goal of mine to just get, get good at it, you know? So I, I, I worked really hard over the summer. I, I focus on it a lot. Um, with anything, like with anything with hard work comes, comes the results, and um, I'm finally starting to conceptualize and understand uh, the technique behind the shot put and discus, um, you know, like being like a hammer and weight specialist, um, obviously is, is, I mean, hammer and weight are my favorite events, but I also really love the shot and disc and it's really cool to be good at all three of them. How about some of your teammates? What are some performances that really stood out to you? Um, just, well, my roommate Ryan Nealis yeah. again, he killed it. Um, he won both the state title and the mile in the 800 which is awesome he came back from them from after running the mile which and ran sub two i think like 158 800 which is insane like i i don't even think i could run the mile <laughs> so yeah that was very impressive that was a very impressive performance definitely helped the team a lot um and then another performance i noticed is nick stathos who's like kind of been like my buddy this season because at the beginning of the season coach fresh assigned us to or he told us to like find a buddy and like always check in and like see how they're doing and i noticed that this week he killed it and he ran like a 425 mile which is like a very fast time for a freshman mm -hmm. very very impressive and i think we're going to see a lot of good things out of him as the years go on also in other performances bart russ killed it that kid is always in merrill he's always getting after it you know he definitely has a vision. He he knows what he wants from the program, and I really like to see that. Um, Brendan Donahue had huge PRs um, in the triple and long, I think. Definitely the triple. I know he had a huge PR in the triple. And Brendan just is a, a great competitor, one of my best friends. He always steps up to the plate, even if he's not doing the HEP one week. Like, coach will throw him in whatever events, and he does whatever, you know, and he, he does well in them, and he's a really, really good performer. And a lot of those names are underclassmen, which is probably really encouraging, right? Yeah, definitely. We have a lot of talent in the underclassmen group, which makes me really excited for the years to come. Um, that's not to say that the upperclassmen, there, there's no talent in the upperclassmen. There's plenty of talent in the upperclassmen, but it's great. It's, re, it's a really, really good and fulfilling um, feeling. It's like a very secure feeling to have depth within the program, and I'm, I'm really excited for 
what's to come in the next years. And then I know obviously the women also won the state title the, the night before, right? You guys yep. competed, so that that's pretty cool to have the sweep. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I attended the women's state meet, and it was really, really exciting to watch, you know. Um, at least for me, I just I just really love watching track meets, and it was it was just a, like the energy in the meet was so exciting. There were so many outstanding performances. Katie Hughes had a giant PR in the weight throw, which was awesome, awesome to see. Genesis Polino did great in the throws. Um, there were so many good performances. Amanda killed it in the hurdles. Um, Elise Lambert, who's a freshman, did amazing. Aiden Eikhoff killed it. Uh, she just absolutely smoked the girl in the mile, which was awesome. And the girl she smoked in the mile is actually one of my friends from high school, which oh. was awesome. So it was awesome to see, and she killed it, and she brings it every week. You mentioned you love watching track meets. Obviously, track meets, there's a lot of stuff going on at once. How do you, when you're a spectator, kind of approach things? Well, see, the thing the thing about uh, going to a track meet, like like the woman's state meet, yeah. um, I sort of had a, had the gist of, like, the seeds and like how people are supposed to perform. So I think that made it more interesting to watch. Um, obviously I was like hugging the throwing circle and like being there for Katie and Genesis because they're people that I work with every day and some of my really good friends. And I just wanted to be there and support them. But I also was there to support plenty of other people. Like Aiden's one of my good friends and like we share like plenty of meals together throughout the week. She always finds me in commons. We have nice conversations and it was great to see her kill it on the track. Um, and I knew that was going to be a really tough battle and she just absolutely stuck it to her and she wasn't feeling her best either the day before. So I was really proud of her in that respect. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm just someone who studies the program a lot and like studies sort of like the sport a lot. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think just having that, that knowledge of what's going on really uh, allowed me to yeah. really enjoy it and like catch certain things across the across the field as which is cool. So looking forward to the rest of the season. Obviously, nationals are obviously a goal for you. I'm sure this year. What's it going to take? I believe I'm ranked 16th right now. Top 20 go to nationals. Um, that doesn't make me feel comfortable. I definitely just want to keep improving on my mark. I'd like to squeeze into, into the top eight before uh, that day comes, before nationals comes. So, um, yeah, just got to keep working hard, just a little bit better every day, technically, strength-wise, um, specific strength. There's just a lot of factors that tie into it. Got to make sure I keep stretching. Um, and I think ultimately... Uh, I think that my, my passion for the sport will, will take me there. So, uh, If you get there, I mean, have you spoken with D-Ray about what you know the experience is like to go? Yeah, of course. Um, it's definitely a really overwhelming, exciting um, feeling from what I, from what I understand. Um, and, you know, I think that a big thing, after, I mean, after talking to some people about it, I think that's just like a, um, a good mindset to have that I'm going to try to keep going into is just treat it like another meet you know because you're doing the same thing it's the same throwing circle you know it's what you've been doing the past like three months yeah it's just the same old same old I, it's a very it's going to be a really competitive environment if I do go but um I'm I'm really I'm really excited and I really really want to get there and uh yeah so I'm just going to keep getting better just keep keep trying to improve on my mark Outstanding. What's what's this week for the men's track and field team? Uh, I think we're competing at. Some of us are competing at BU. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm pretty sure I'll be going. I'll be at BU this weekend competing. 
Um, I'm really excited for that because that's a more uh, high-intensity meet, sort mm. of like nationals. So it'll be fun to like uh, see what I can do there. Are there Division One throwers there or yeah. no? Yeah, there are. Yeah. yeah, okay. So it'll be fun. Hopefully I can take some D1 guys out. And, <laughs> uh, you know, that's the best feeling, being a D3 athlete and just uh, – just like beating beating Division One guys, who they have all the resources, they have great coaches. But I think that Fresh personally is one of the best coaches in Division One, Two, and Three. I think that he is an outstanding coach, and I trust him fully. So you know, whatever he tells me, I'm going to do. Sounds good, John Rex, Mail Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. The women's basketball team defeated Regis sixty-one to thirty-one on Tuesday. The fewest points allowed by the Bobcats since 2013. Then Bates beat Hamilton in NASCAC action 60-52 Friday night, with sophomore Julia Middlebrook scoring 11 of her 16 points in the fourth quarter. After the game, Middlebrook joined the live broadcast. Julia, first of all, the banked three. When you released the ball, what, were, what was going through your mind? Oh, that's alumni magic, baby. I was thinking in my head, the, the basketball gods are looking out for me. Absolutely, that's what I was thinking. And did you sense that as kind of a turning point in the game? It seems like everything clicked after that. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think we were working so hard on defense, and we just needed that one bucket to, like, kind of solidify it, and that was it. What is it about being at home? You've only lost once this year, and that was the top team in the country. <laughs> you know, I just think it's the environment, it's the atmosphere, fans coming out, and um, it's just a great place to be. You know, every day is a great day to be a Bobcat, and it shows. The men's basketball team fell at nationally ranked NESCAC foes Hamilton and Amherst over the weekend, but junior Jeff Spellman continued his outstanding season, scoring 22 points against the Continentals and a season-high 24 on Saturday against the Mammoths. Bates gets a chance to finish the conference regular season on a high note this Friday at Trinity. The men's squash team finished fourth at the NASCAC Championships at Middlebury, defeating Amherst in the quarterfinals before falling to Trinity in the semifinals on Saturday. Despite the loss to the two-time defending national champion Bantams, Bates got a standout performance from sophomore Omar Atea, who defeated his opponent from Trinity 3-1 at the number three position. On Sunday in the third-place match, Bates fell to Middlebury 5-4 in a heartbreaker, but Atea won again this time in five games. You lost your match personally against Amherst, although the team won, and then you had to play an opponent from Trinity, and you were able to get a four-game victory. What adjustments were made between those matches, if any? Uh, so what I really struggled with um, against Amherst is I have a long-term injury that always bugs me uh, since last year. Uh, it's uh, usually shin splints and my hip flexor, and uh, I... During the Amherst match, um, I warmed up really well, but apparently it just uh, really bugged me during the game, which really um, blocked my uh, my mentality to play. So it really obstructed me from winning. But then uh, during that day, I, I rested. I, I just did all the measures to ice, like stretch out, like do everything I needed to do in order to be healthy for the next game. And... Um, yeah, and I just took took some medications and uh, help with from my teammates. They stretched me. They stretched me out. Helped me be in the best shape possible for Trinity. So, how much time did you have between the two matches? I think we had like two hours. Mm -hmm. So during those two hours, I went back and showered and uh, just did all what I needed to do. Excellent. So Trinity, obviously, you know, they won the national title many times the last two years included. Um, it's a tough. It, your opponent there was it was obviously a tough matchup, but you you got the victory. What was the key to winning that one? I would say I I what I said in the huddle up with the team. It's it's all about how, like you just have to want it more. They might have the skill, they might have 
um, the talent more than us. But I thought like if if we really wanted it more than them, we could have it because they're going in. They're gonna win this. They're 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 set up on they're gonna win this because they're national champions. But if I told everyone on the team before going in, you, we can steal this from them. We just you just have to surprise them. Well, at what point during the match you're trying to think, okay, this is gonna be possibly going my way here? Um, in the beginning of the, in the first game, I thought you have to fight for it to win the first game in order to to make sure you're present and to make sure you're present in the game and. I don't want to say scare him, but like at the same time, like show them that you're there. Because if if you show them that, it take it bring boosts up your confidence and decreases his confidence. Mm -hmm. So it makes you play better. Um, the game I I had help from my teammates. They were coaching me obviously between matches, and they were telling me what to do. Um, I just stuck with that. I mean, I just stuck with what was being told to me and just I had to it was more of a mental game than a skill game it's just you had to keep on holding on to it that's it how gratifying was it after you got the victory I mean obviously all your teammates were probably thrilled for you right it was a big it was a big moment I didn't believe it because usually everyone is like it's Trinity like Trinity it's national champion undefeated stuff like that and it's just like crazy because they they didn't believe it either. Like the t Trinity kids were watching our game, and they they were like, "Wow! Like this kid actually beat our number three. It's they didn't believe it either. So uh, I think that that basically taught me a lesson that anything's possible from any like in any sport or school or anything. Yeah. And the next day you had a five gamer against your opponent from Middlebury. How'd that match go? My opponent from Middlebury. He's a really good player as well. It was back and forth, yeah. back and forth, back and forth. More than the Trinity game. Uh, the training game was more of holding on in the very f last few points, but it was more back and forth with the Middlebury game. He, I took a game, he takes a game. I took a game, he takes a game. Um, different uh, different uh, type of player, obviously. We had to approach it in a different way. And um, I think um, I actually worked uh, more hard on that one because I was really tired mm -hmm. because of that the Trinity game beforehand. And um, I think... Also, the Middlebury game was also a really mental game because both of these players were very equal in my level of uh, squash. So I thought it was more of a mental game and who wants it more. You know, it was a tough 5-4 loss to Middlebury. So what was the mentality of the team, you know, afterwards, going back on the bus, you know, coming to Bates and looking forward to Team Nationals? Well, obviously, a loss to Middlebury wasn't um, the happiest thing in our lives, but uh, we think that the best way to uh, deal with things is just be positive and look forward to nationals, uh, which in my opinion, I think is more important. Um, moving on to na nationals and uh, when we get our, our new re weekly rankings, we'll see which flight we're going to be in. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully we'll see uh, what we're going to do with that and um, how we're going to perform in um, nationals because that's huge for us. And we'll ho hopefully we are looking forward to get a banner and uh, trophy back. Yeah, well, last year you you played at nationals, right? So, what was the experience like? What did you learn from it? It's very competitive. It's uh, it's a it's the final stretch. It's like uh, nobody nobody's in full shape. Everybody is tired. Everybody's um, uh, the winter. Obviously, it affects everyone's performance and mentality. And I think it's just again, it's at, at this point of the season, it's how much you want it and how much you put your mind to it. It's at this point, it's just not this point. You can't really improve. 
any squash skills or fitness skills is all you got to do is just got to work hard and keep holding on to what you want. And for our case, it's just we want to get a banner and play well. Who are some guys this weekend who stood out to you on your team who you thought played well? I thought everyone played well. Every single person on our team really worked hard and actually um, and uh, really worked hard and actually tried to go out there and, and do something. I think I think the freshmen this year have been working extremely hard um, this year. Um, they've been they've been working really hard. They got really good results. I mean, Peter Koningsbauer also like uh, won against Trinity. Right. So uh, I think we should give give him a lot of credit for that. Um, every single person on the team uh, really worked hard. Um, even though some people lost, I, I feel I watched every single one of them, and everybody really did what they can, and that's all. That's all we need. That's enough. What do you typically tell the first year, a guy like Peter, who right now is playing the ten, but a guy who's you know been in the lineup a couple times, about what it takes to succeed based on your experience so far? They're really hard workers. I I would I would definitely tell them to keep that work ethic, and obviously I would. I would tell them to also like focus more on squash and more of their mental game because college squash is during the really tight games. If you're in a decider, you need to have like ice in your veins. It's just, you got to like focus on only your game, not think about who's watching, who's refing, who is, what's going to happen when you win. You got to just focus on the point you need to win. And that's really hard, and it's very—it's a lot of pressure, especially when you want to win and you want to make your teammates happy. And I think it comes with experience, and everybody learns that. Like I'm already—I'm—I'm I'm still learning that, and I think even the seniors until now are learning that too. And I think it's very important that everyone learns it because it's very key for everyone on our team to win, uh, like with that mentality when they work hard. Last question for you: Any other thoughts on you know beating an opponent from Trinity at the number three position like you did, and how you can maybe use that? You know, in the future, to, to to you know build your confidence, I guess, in the, in the, in the game of squash. Yeah, of course. Um, that that Trinity win. I'm not saying like I'm better than them. Like it was a good game, and it, it just happened. And I played hard, and uh, fortunately, I I came to win that game in the end. Obviously, uh, I always keep telling myself that that should be a boost of confidence, but not to the level of overconfidence, thinking I'm really great that means i don't need to do anything that obviously i need to improve on what i have to go forward and i think everybody on the team should do that too and i think that me uh, doing something like this i think is not, not just for me it's just i want this for the team because the team can all can see something firsthand that anything can be done and honestly i i i didn't think i was going to beat trinity but when i saw uh uh so the player i played he played Coley Cannon yes. uh, earlier this year and I saw Coley like uh, really close games with him and he took a game or two off him and that actually gave me confidence to try to win even uh, try to beat him because if you see your teammate doing something and he's trying to do something it, it enforces that for the other teammates to do it and I think that's good because now people on the team say okay this is doable we can do this. So that's very important. Excellent. Omar Atea, thanks so much. Thank you so much. The Nordic and Alpine skiing teams competed at the UVM Carnival on Friday and Saturday. In Nordic skiing, junior captain Kalen Woods finished 24th out of 88 competitors Friday in the 5K freestyle race. Then she notched her best carnival race finish of the season thus far, placing 9th out of 88 competitors in the women's 15K classical technique race on Saturday. 
Kalen Woods with us here on the Bobcast talking some Nordic skiing. And first of all, Kalen, you had your best finish of the year uh, this past weekend in the uh, classical technique there, a ninth place finish and a 15K mass start, meaning as opposed to a normal race, maybe sometimes where you're going one at a time, this time everyone starts at once. What's that like, especially at the beginning? It's really fun. It's exciting. Um, it can get kind of stressful at times just because everyone's going at once. Um, you're trying to find a good line kind of out of the start so you're not getting like boxed out because typically like you start with like a bunch of tracks and then it goes down into like a less so it's always kind of stressful but exciting to try and figure that out and you're skiing with people the whole time basically um, unless you've either kind of dropped off a pack or maybe you're ahead of a pack um, most of the time you're skiing with people which is really fun to us work together um, and try and catch those people in front of you. Um, yeah. Now, I was going to say, like, because in a mass start, you kind of know where you are in the positioning, whereas when it's one at a time, it must be kind of tough to tell where you are in the race. Yeah, so a mass start, yep, you're all, you're just, you know, you are where you are um, off the leader anyways. Um, in a individual start, there are, like, some ways of telling uh, where you are based on splits and time back from certain people. That's all done on technology and whatnot um but yeah in a mass start you you know where you are and so you know that if you cut get the person in front of you like you're gonna move up a spot so that's that's fun so this one 15k so one of the longer races um why why was it so successful for you in your opinion what what made this race work you got you know a ninth place finish i think that i just i've worked um to try and get to this i knew i could get there um i had a few finishes like this last year, um, so just kind of working into the season and kind of working into um, racing again. And I really like the course at Traps um, in Stowe. It's one of my favorites. I've raced on it a lot, being from New England. So I knew where I could make my moves, and I knew where I also could kind of fall behind people and then try and make up some time on them, uh, typically on the uphills, which is really fun. So, yeah. Yeah, so the distances you race, you know, those are you know, either typical, you know, what, 5K or 15K. But the courses are obviously a variety of differences. So what makes this one in Vermont that you just were just at maybe preferable to you than maybe one in other, another location? <laughs> um, I mean, it, it all depends on the person, I think. Sure. Like, they're, of course, all courses are different, so you're going to get a variety of different things. Some are going to have a lot more climbing. Some are going to have a lot of more, like, transition sections, a lot of downs. Um, I don't know. I've skied this course a lot, and I, I really like the way it skis. It goes down for a little while, and then you kind of start climbing, which I really like. And you have a little, few little areas where you kind of have a little bit of, of rest, recovery, and then you start climbing again. And, you know, that's what I like to do. So kind of just had to put the hammer down at the end yeah. there. Excellent. Um, going into each race, is your goal in your head top 10, or do you not really focus necessarily on that? Um, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely know that I can be there because mm -hmm. I was there last year. So it's always really fun to just kind of like get there and be there and like reassure myself of that. Um, I mean, the past races before I like wasn't getting those results which was fine I mean it's sometimes frustrating but at the same time it's just like you have to work through every race um and you know like I know that I can get there and I, I feel confident in that and the training that I've been doing so just kind of like letting it come is really really important excellent I know the team this year is hosting East Regionals right and that'll be at Black Mountain yep. but you train at Pylon Farms right so <laughs> what's that dynamic kind of like there? um it's it's interesting yeah. I mean Black Mountain's 
quite a bit farther away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't really have the ability to go there every day after after classes and whatnot. But we do have the opportunity over February break, um, since we'll be on campus, to go up there and ski. And, I mean, no one else is skiing there. So we all, like, everyone kind of gets handed it at the same time. We have a few more days on the course than others. But we also got to ski there early on because um, they had some snow. So we got to ski there like in December, probably early December. So we've skied there a bunch and, and we know we know what it's like. So, yeah. And I, I've talked to, you know, cross-country runners who obviously train at Pineland Farms as well. They often talk about how the course they run on is very hilly. Is it like that for Nordic? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it skis a little different, obviously, sure. than it may run. But um there, there's parts of it that are similar. I mean, it's hard to compare any course in it in the hills and in you know different places. But Pineland's a great a great spot to um, be able to practice every day, and we're really really grateful for that. So you're one of the captains this year, along with Sam Pierce. How's that going in terms of you know leading the team and whatnot? <laughs> it's good. It's really fun. Um, I think that Sam and I both lead like um, are pretty good. I mean, the team is awesome, so they're always they're always great. And, no, yeah. Who are some other individuals who impressed you maybe this weekend on the team? Um, I, I, everyone's been really impressive yeah. thus far. It's really fun to see some of those first years stepping up, like Olivia and also Maya, who's it's her first um, season on snow, even though she was with us last year, but she had an injury. So it's really fun to see them moving up and, and doing big things. It's really cool. Tell us about this weekend, uh, the carnival you're going to this weekend, and what this course is coming up going to be like. Um, we're at Dartmouth this weekend. Hopefully – at Oak Hill. Um, who knows what the weather right now? <laughs> Maybe moved. We don't know. Last year we skied on a 10K course, so we only did one loop of this long 10K, which was super fun. Um, but who knows if the snow will hold up there. Um, we're doing a 10K skate and then a 5K relay, which will be really fun. Oh, okay. So relay, how does that go? Um, so we're on a team with, t- so it's a three-person team. We each ski 5K. They're um, uh, female, so three females from the team. Obviously, will be we'll have two teams of three, and each person skis uh, 5k. And it's started like a mass start. Um, you just kind of the first wave goes out, and then you tag off to your teammates, and it goes from there. And who's going to be on your team? Do you know? <laughs> no clue. <laughs> we'll see. That, that Becky kind of assigns that. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. And then so relay is obviously fun because, you know, a lot of times it often feels like you're sort of by yourself out there a little bit. Is that? Yeah, no, relays are really fun. It's also just kind of a nice way to take the pressure kind of off of po- scoring points for NCAAs and mm-hmm. whatnot. So it's not a nice kind of breather. And it's really fun. The atmosphere is just really cool. Everyone's kind of cheering for one another, so... Great. And so, obviously, goals for you would probably be, you know, you want to get back to NCAAs. Anything else you have, you know, envisioning for the team and whatnot kind of going forward in this season? Uh, I think just keep kind of making strides upwards. I think that we started off, like, in a really good place. So just moving um, and continuing to build off that is really, really looking for that. Yeah. All right. Kalen Woods, thanks so much. Thank you. In Alpine skiing, first-year Ari Van Vuren led the way, taking 15th out of 60 competitors in the men's giant slalom on Friday. Overall, the Bates men finished 6th out of 13 schools in the GS. Then on Saturday, Van Vuren led the way again with a 25th place finish in the slalom. All right, first of all, you're a first-year from Colorado, so how did you decide to come out here to Bates to study and to ski? Uh, So I guess it was right after high school. I ended up taking two years off just to ski race. Um... Well, the goals of being able to ski in college, because at the time it wasn't quite good enough, and 
Uh, I was looking around at all the NESCAC schools out east, and it just happened to me that Bates was the place that worked out. And uh, so far, it's definitely been a not not a not a bad choice at all. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get any chance to visit here before you enrolled? Yeah, so I visited. I think that was must have been my junior year of high school. So that was three years before I actually got here. And uh, yeah, I did the whole college tour. I'm sure, like most people did, coming around to Colby Bates and whatnot. But mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah. Two years off, so you had to jump right back into academics. You, the skiing probably is no problem, but how how, how are you jumping back in academically also? Yeah, skiing's uh, perfectly fine, obviously, <laughs> but the. Academics, at least first semester, were a little bit of a adjustment initially, but I mean, I've kind of gotten back into the flow of it, and it's not too hard anymore. <laughs> I mean, obviously, time management obviously very important. How do you balance that? Because you're, you're you know you're practicing at Sunday River, you know, pretty far off campus, but you got to you know go to class as well. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of work work around your schedule and plan out exactly what classes you can take so that you can have the most training time possible, which I think I've been pretty good at so far. So. It's it's definitely worked out. So from a from skiing perspective, what's been the carnival season been like so far? Because I know you have the season in the late fall, early winter that's not the carnival circuit, but now on the carnival circuit, what are some things you noticed kind of? Yeah, it's definitely a little bit of a different environment. I mean, obviously in terms of uh, team scoring, it's a little bit higher pressure, but generally when I go out, I try and ignore all that stuff, and you just go out and you ski and you, you do your thing and worry about results later, so... Talking to Michaela and some of your teammates, they mentioned that they're really impressed with how you're you're pretty much equally good at the GS and, and the slalom. How do you balance those two? What are some similarities and differences for you, at least, when you approach those races? GS has definitely this year been at least more of a development for me and kind of a gradual process because it started off a little bit rough, and I've slowly been working on it. And slalom is – I kind of got the hang of that earlier on on the season, and now I'm trying to work on some things just to get it going as it's – I don't know, it hasn't been doing bad, but there's some certain things that I'm trying to work on. Uh, but it just depends on the day and how I'm feeling. In terms of the team, right, Michaela's the head coach, Bates alum herself. Uh, what's she been like as a coach and how she helped you in terms of your scheme? Uh, she's been awesome. I mean, definitely coming into the college environment, the the job of a coach is a little bit different because for the last two years that I was skiing, the coaches, uh, the coaches that I've had have, have at least been very kind of hands-on and dealing exactly all the time that are on you, telling you what to do and uh, constantly giving you feedback, but once you kind of get to the collegiate level, the she's got twenty something other athletes to deal with, so it's not quite the same, and which which is perfectly fine. But uh, she's been awesome in terms of everything of giving me what I need to improve, so it's been great. You have an idea of what's a typical practice day like for you here? Uh, well, at least this semester, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm up at Sunday River all day long because I don't mm-hmm. have any class during the day. Uh, so you just get up get in the van at 7.30 and then train in the morning until 11 or 11.30 and then you take a break for lunch up there and then train in the afternoon and then come back and try and do some work if you have uh, <laughs> the motivation to do so. Right. But So up there all day, how many runs is that typically? Uh, kind of depends on my energy level, but yeah. anywhere from six runs to 12 runs, I guess, more or less. What did those two years off from school where you're basically just skiing do for you in terms of your development? Uh, well, for ski racing, it entirely changed me. Because yeah. if I – I don't th- – I couldn't have come in as a true freshman, I guess, and skied for Bates because my ability was mm. not there. So, I mean, it, it changed me entirely uh, with my technique and all of that with ski racing, but it also definitely changed just who I am as a person in general. Sure. Just with, I mean – time management, living by myself and funding myself and 
having to figure out life, I guess. Sure. It was definitely a definitely de- de- definitely a change from living at home. So, where were you racing during that time? Yeah, so I grew up in Boulder, and I spent uh, that was first eighteen years of my life, more or less, and then I spent the last two years in Aspen after that. Okay, so, so still Colorado. It's 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 yeah. still Colorado, but it was four hours away from my parents. Sure, and I had nothing to do with them. Really. Yeah, I mean I did, but <laughs> of course. But. So now the adjustment to college must not be a huge one in terms of like being across the country because you've been living kind of on your own for the past two years. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's not a big deal at all. Gotcha. Who are some of your teammates who maybe you've bonded with so far, you know, in your first year here in school? Uh, I mean, basically all of the – I'm not sure if there's one in particular, but yeah. coming in, they were all very welcoming and very warm and just kind of brought brought me into the team right away, and it's been great. Awesome. So what do you – do you have any goals kind of going forward this year you've set in your mind? In terms of goal setting, I, I tend to hesitate on some of that mm-hmm. stuff just because it mentally, I think, builds up pressure that's sure. unnecessary. But uh, – I'm just going to keep working on my skiing technically-wise and keep keep going hard during training, and results will come, hopefully. How excited are you for Bates to be hosting the NCAA Regional this year? Oh, yeah, that's going to be sweet. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, on Sunday River, what's that course like to practice on and compete on? Uh, it's, uh, it's not the steepest of hills. It's kind of flat. In terms of snow condition, time on snow and all of that, we'd, I, I would guess probably have one of the better training setups of, of all of the NESCAC schools out here. Mm. Just how so, kind of? I, I mean, it's only an hour away, which I I guess kind of is a decent drive, but compared to, like, St. Lawrence or one of the, some of those schools like Boston College, they end up driving hour 45 or something every day, when that, and, that, and that's one way. Right, yeah. And plus, Sunday River is awesome in terms of uh, giving us hill space when we need it, and, I mean, really no, no complaints in terms of our uh, training, so... Great. Well, any other thoughts on the season so far and um, what you've seen from maybe some of your teammates about what they've been doing out there on the hill? I mean, yeah, the the guys' team has definitely been improving a lot, especially uh, from from what it seems like. I mean, I, I wasn't here last year, but there's definitely a lot of more co- competition going on in our team, which is definitely helping us ski better. So that's, that's always good. All right. All right, Van Vuren, thanks so much. Thank you. The swimming and diving teams competed in their final tune-up before the NESCAC championships when the Bobcats raced at the WPI Invitational. Senior Captain Alex Bedard broke his own school record in the 100 IM during the morning prelims and came back in the afternoon to finish first in the final. And next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll recap the NESCAC Women's Squash Championships and how the basketball teams fared in the final regular season games of the year. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates! Bates! Bates!